breaking news. Gordon, we have some breaking news. Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. According to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, Utah Jazz forward Joe Ingles has agreed to a one-year $14 million extension, keeping him under contract with the franchise through 2021-2022, according to his agent, Mark Bartlestein. So, Gordon, uh, right now, Joe has 11-9 this year left on his deal, 10-8 next year and now 14 in 2021-2022. Wow. If you had told me five years ago that Joe Ingles would be making $14 million in one year, I wouldn't have believed it, I don't think. That, he has really progressed. He has, and he's gotten better. We we actually talked about this early on in the show when we were talking about Quinn Snyder, Gordon. Uh, you know, he has a reputation for getting – players better and and joe ingles is is first and foremost amongst that the the uh, fact that he the, got yeah he sorry. got well i was gonna say he got cut by the clippers and brought in basically to be dante exum's buddy <laughs> and he's he's turned into an absolute uh rock for this franchise it's it's the perfect coupling of a guy figuring out what it is his team needs and and accomplishing that and then being utilized the right way. Everybody, it's a win for everybody. Yeah. You don't think Joe feels good? He's probably he's probably just pinching himself going, I can't believe that this happened. Well, and Joe might be required to sacrifice a little bit this year, too. And yeah. so this probably helps with that, the fact that you can truly be selfless and go out and do what's best for your team because you're taken care of. How long has he been with the Jazz now? We let's uh, go back and look, but I want to say probably six years. Has it been six? Let's see, something like that. Fill the void here for yeah, a second. Something like that. All, all, uh, the reason I ask is because the his his first. This year. will be his sixth. Okay, year. so his first year here, I sat down and talked with him, and that was the first time I heard the story about whatever her name is, Mrs. O'Reilly or whatever, his eighth grade teacher who told him. When he said he wanted to be a, a a professional basketball player, she laughed at him and said, "Oh, come on, get real." Essentially, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, Joe ought to call Mrs. O'Reilly or whatever her name was and say, uh, "You know, it's worked out pretty well. It's gone fine for me, really." You know, I know you wanted me to become an accountant. <laughs> now I've got five on my staff. So good for good for Joe Ingles, and he's he's critical. Uh, to this team, and he's he's been a critical part of the culture uh, that Quinn Snyder has been building uh, over the years, and he's to his credit gotten he's gotten his game a lot better. Well, and you know what else is so amazing about this whole thing is that the measurements of the Jazz just came out, and uh, Joe is not six seven; he's six six. Yeah, uh, a bunch of the or jazz. six. He's not six eight; he's six seven. I'm oh. sorry, I misspoke. A bunch of jazz players lost some height with these true measurements. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is six one. Mike Conley is six feet even. It's a small backcourt, Gordon. See, to, Donovan Mitchell looks taller than that to me. He does. Maybe I'm shrinking or something, but uh, I used to be six one, and he he's taller than me. 
but uh, we might be going in different directions on that one. You know, gravity takes over after a while, pretty soon. Anyway, so uh, yeah, Dante Exum, 6'5", was 6'6". Joe Ingles, 6'7", was 6'8". Mike Conley is six foot. Royce O'Neal went from 6'6 to 6'4". Rudy Gobert was 7'1". And he's 7-1. Yeah, there was two that uh, stayed the same. Rudy at 7-1 and Bo, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich at 6-8. Moutier was 6-5 and now he's 6-3. So, I, you know, whatever. It's <laughs> They don't play in their bare feet. No, they play in shoes. That is true. And some of them have shoes that are, you know, pretty tall. So. Like those platform shoes? <laughs> Does anyone wear those? I, I, I doubt it. That'd Tony Parks, wouldn't it? That would be a little bit dangerous. <laughs> do you worry about your height? Not really, no. Austin, do you worry about your height? Uh, being in radio? No. Oh, I mean, I mean but there you have I'm as tall as I want to be in radio. <laughs> okay. Anyway, congratulations, Joe Ingles. Uh, so, yeah, one year, uh, $14 million extension on top of the two uh, that he has left for the Jazz. So there's some breaking news as we've had an eventful news day uh, right here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Can, it, can I ask uh, you and Austin a quick question that is completely unrelated? Sure. We'll, uh, we'll get back into some football coming up here momentarily. Tanner Mangum will be on with us at, uh, at 5.30, so stay tuned for that. But uh, did you see... And, uh, of course, now it's uh, it's not in front of me. But did you see uh, Mitt Romney admitted that he has a, a burner Twitter account? And uh, the, they did some research, and somebody figured out that his, uh, his burner Twitter account is Pierre Delec- uh, Delecto. Is that yes, right? Delecto. Uh, Delecto, Delecto. Which means Peter Delicious in French. Okay. What's the meaning? What of that? is your favorite alter ego <laughs> of all time? Like Peter, Peter Delicious is that's pretty awesome. But remember, like Michael Vicks was uh, Ron, Ron Mexico. Mexico. Yeah, and then uh, the what uh, Darren Williams? He was Tori Ellis when he yeah. got arrested in Park City. Yeah, and Robert Whaley was Bobby Williams, which always made me laugh because like you can see Robert standing there right trying to think of a fake name, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, Bobby. Well, my name's Robert, so Bobby. And then he just looks next to him, uh, Darren Williams. He goes. Williams, Bobby Williams. What's the story about your? Didn't you get confronted with your your name once? And you, uh, oh, my buddy. In a while, it was my friend. Uh, we were we were. This was in our twenties, and we were being a little bit loud late at night. <laughs> and the uh, the police showed up, and my buddy it was my buddy's house, and his roommate. Uh, well, let's call him uh, Austin Horton. His roommate <laughs> Austin Horton was out of town. He was like gone for like a month mm-hmm. during the summer. So the cops show up and and they say, they say uh, you guys are being loud and and uh, gets out his notepad or whatever and he says what's your name and my buddy goes Austin Horton and then the police officer writes it down and goes okay what's your birthday and my buddy goes I don't know <laughs> my parents kept that hidden from me <laughs> so you should see the citation it has it has Austin Horton's name crossed out and my buddy's real name written in down below. Do you have a burner account? No. Oh, do you have a? Do you have a? Do you no. have an alias? Do you have an alter ego? I mean, for me, well. Chester Shadows. 
But I, I, I've got to say that's not my favorite uh, fake name. Why not? I don't it know. It gives me acid reflux every time we talk about him. Because <laughs> one, Peter Delicious is pretty awesome. What's the matter with Chester Shadows? Uh, Everything. Now, no, wait a minute. Chester now. Chester said, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> He's had uh, a good life. Yeah. so bad all right stay tuned we'll have more more coming up next on the big show live from zions bank basketball campus here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone this is dj and pk i turn my preaching responsibilities over to reverend kenahan amen reverend kenahan i've heard you called a lot of things but never reverend kenahan hey i am an unordained minister ministering to the masses weekdays from six to ten i don't need to be ordained my ministry speaks for itself you are so full of it it's spectacular i enjoy that nope no reverend kenahan you speak the truth as you see it and you get blasted for it so be it i'm content my maker is satisfied with me catch dk and pk mornings from 6 till 10 presented by wcf insurance reminding you to be careful out there on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone lots of jazz coverage today and it's brought to you by divi the modern financial platform for business see how you can spend smarter at getdivi.com. also uh, want to remind you that uh, coming up tomorrow we're excited about this the uh, big show join us from three to six for the utah jazz roundtable we're going to be broadcasting from the lounge at wise guys down at uh, the Gateway Mall, of course, in downtown Salt Lake. We're hanging out with our boy Keith Stubbs. Oh, yeah. Keith's a great guy. He is a great dude. And Wise Guys is uh, is super cool. And uh, we're excited about that uh, tomorrow. And, in fact, uh, we're going to have everybody on staff on uh, on at one point or another. We're hoping Bowler's going to be able to drop by. It's uh, We're going to give a full, thorough preview to the NBA and jazz season coming up tomorrow. So all the guys from the station are going to be there. Correct. Ah, that'll be a lot of fun. I've I've been to Wise Guys before. I had a great time there. I don't know why I don't go there more often. We should go, Jake. I've seen a bunch of stuff at Wise. Oh, yeah, uh, it's fun at Wise Guys. Um, don't you, everybody likes to laugh. Oh, and he brings in some some uh, great acts. And Keith is a really funny man himself. Yes. Have you ever done a radio show with him? I have. I've done multiple shows with Keith. We're privileged to do that. We had a terrific time. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Keith's terrific. And we're, we're really excited to uh, hang out with them uh, and preview a little NBA basketball. That's, uh, that's coming up tomorrow. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Joe Ingles news. He signs a year extension with the Jazz, keeping, uh, keeping him in a Jazz uniform till 2022. He'll make uh, $14 million in that one-year extension. Also, the big news today, Qualtrics and the Utah Jazz renewed their jersey patch deal uh, for five for the fight. And we've had a chance to talk to Gail Miller, Steve Starks, um, Excuse me, Ryan Smith, of course, co-founder and CEO at Qualtrics. All those are up online at 1280thezone.com. Please log on and uh, give them a listen. You can also subscribe to the Big Show podcast, all of our content, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a jazz fan, that's something to be proud of. The five for the fight? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is, there's lots of things to be proud of, but that is right near the top, I would say. When you... 
when you're involved in a cause like that, I don't, you know, nobody can root against you. No doubt about it. Yeah. So it's been a pretty cool day. Let's uh, let's morph a little bit, Gordon, and, and get back to talking a little football. Uh, we'll talk to Tanner Mangum at 530. Uh, we teased we were going to talk about this today. What do you think about Herm Edwards apologizing to Kyle Whittingham for some of the uh, mm, chippier play? I don't, on, I don't, have, any, I don't have any problem with it. If I'm a coach, I don't want to throw a wet blanket over my team. I want them to play tough and hard, but I don't want them taking cheap shots. Some of that stuff went too far. Yes. And so, I mean, I, I think Kyle really respected it and appreciated it. And uh, I do too. I, it says a lot, I think, about Herm Edwards. I have I am more and more impressed with Herm Edwards as uh, as time goes by. I well, mean, how why, many wh- how many coaches would do that? I thought I thought it was a total class move on his behalf. At his point in his career, I mean, why not let your better self out? And I think he is. I'm not saying he was ever anything different, but he didn't, he he's gonna he's gonna do what he thinks is right, and that's he thought that was the yeah. right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have been costly for the youth. That I mean, hit on that, Zach Moss. Right. Uh, that was Evan Fields uh, hit him, and. Did you see the way his head moved when he got popped like that? And afterwards, Zach Moss is like, oh, that was a nice little hit. <laughs> no, it, was yeah. little, it was a little more than that. <laughs> that could have been that could have been bad. And so, yeah, good on Herm. Good for him. And big ups to, you mentioned Zach Moss breaking the all-time rushing record at the University of Utah. And uh, that is quite the accomplishment, Gordon, considering look back at the great running backs that have come through Utah. There have been some great ones. There have. And for him to take that record, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a badge of honor right there. No doubt about that. And he, oh, that first half was tough going, man. That Arizona State defensive front is tough. Well, they're good against the run. We knew they, that going they, in. Yeah, they were They were one of the best teams. What, 11th, I think, in the country? Going into the game. Going yeah. into the game. And uh, it that was that was tough sledding for a, a long time. Watch out for Arizona State. You you complimented her. That team is going to be really good over the next two years. This isn't quite the year. They're not quite there yet. But next year and the year after that, when they're not playing with a freshman quarterback – Watch out for that team. If they shore up that defensive secondary, that that team, uh, Herm knows what he's doing. And well, you're right. It is impressive. And the O-line needs to get a little bit, yes, little bit better. No doubt about that. Get, get those two freshmen on the O-line some experience. That yeah. tackle yeah. who lined up against Bradley and I, he mm-hmm. had a long night. <laughs> yeah. Or afternoon or whatever. Yeah. He had a long afternoon. You know, it's funny because those kinds of games, it's not so much the, 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 the 50, the 10 games that I find really impressive. I found that, that win by the Utes to be extremely head-turning. I, 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 when I saw that defense play the way it did, who's going to score on that team? I know SC gave them trouble, and I wrote about this, but as I'm watching that game, I kept thinking, what happened against USC? Well, if the recipe to beat Utah's defense is to have three NFL wide receivers, then <laughs> that's, you're probably not going to see that again. Yeah, but even with that. You, with that secondary, you would think that I don't know. I I just think the Utes are really really good. We thought they were going to be good before the season started, and you might expect a slip up here or there somewhere along the way. But uh, I don't know that. I don't know if Oregon is better than Utah, but and SC still has to be dealt with. We'll see what happens in the South. 
But uh, the Utes are as good as I thought they were going to be. And I know 21 points, you think that's only 21 points. But no, I, it, under those conditions, that was uh, plenty. The problem is, is that USC actually looks uh, pretty darn good, and they might not lose again. Well, if that happens, then that's a bit of a problem. They do have Oregon on the schedule, but that's uh, that's at home. And they do have to go to Arizona State to play this yeah. Sun Devil team. So I'm not saying it's um, an automatic by any means. Well, but, look at what the Utes have. But they just crunched Arizona. Uh, Utah has a, a more favorable schedule than USC does, certainly. Their hardest game left is probably at Washington. Cal, Washington. Cal- at Arizona. At Arizona. Uh, Colorado at home. Who am I? UCLA at home. The, I, the Utes can very well finish out perfect. I think, oh, I absolutely. But I think I think USC is capable of doing that, too. And, and that got, would be a gotta, very. they got to play Oregon, man. That's no dream. I know, but that would be such a Pac-12 thing to do to have USC beat Oregon. And Utah has to watch out going to Washington. I mean, that that team obviously lost uh, over the weekend, but that was kind of a whale of a game, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. So uh, we'll see how it goes. But I I think you were right in saying that Oregon is uh, the best team in the North. uh, But the Utes, uh, if that's the championship game, that'll be fun. Of course, if it's SC, too, then that would be terrific, too, because obviously – Either one of those teams, whichever qualifies for that game, is going to have to play very well down the stretch. Problem with USC, though, of course, is that they already have, uh, what, uh, three losses? So, I mean, it you would mean overall. Overall, it would be bad for the league if USC won it or won the South. It would be bad for the league. This league isn't going to the playoff. Come on. Uh, I don't, you, you, why not? It won't. Why, why couldn't a one-loss uh, Oregon or Utah team, why would they automatically get passed over to the playoff? That's ridiculous. Will, because they will. Washington didn't a couple of years ago. How many Pac-12 teams have made it? Uh, two, right? It's, not, it's, just, it's infrequent. Well, when was the last time they had a one-loss champion? Well, college, the year Washington made it. College football is weird. I mean, you do... Uh, you see these Wisconsin lost Illinois. Are you kidding of all me? teams? Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, who knows? Clemson doesn't look unbeatable. Yeah, they've looked uh, less than their league is so bad. I mean, I, the likelihood of them stubbing their toe is probably low. But uh, I don't. I don't think you should eliminate uh, automatically a one lost uh, Pac-12 team from playoff contention. Absolutely not. We'll see. Especially if it were Oregon, one loss at the very beginning of the year to a ranked Auburn team. And if Oregon was good enough, we're good enough to beat either the Utes or especially the Utes in the Pac-12 championship game. That would be a, a nice feather in their cap. Join us, the big show, coming up this Thursday from 3 to 6 at Homie, 10355 South Jordan Gateway in South Jordan. Tanner Mangum joins us next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stand 
Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Want to quickly remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles, fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park right and save Diamond Airport Parking. Some quick breaking news coming from our very own Patrick Kinahan. Catch him from 6 to 10 every morning alongside David James. Uh, PK just texted me, Gordon, that uh, he finished, He just talked with Tyler Huntley, and he will be playing this weekend. And don't forget that PK and I do a podcast in contention. That too. So what did you do, pick in that moment to plug your podcast? No, PK you, reports you just news. Said, you just said join PK from 6 to 10. You know, you're... That's why, that's why I said, yeah, we have a podcast too. Yeah, there's breaking news. Yeah, Tyler PK, play. PK reports a story that you turned around and make about you. I didn't make you it really about have me. A talent. No, you I'm said that you can hear him from six to ten every morning, and I said. And by the way, we also do a podcast you don't together. Comment on the news. You just pump something Gordon related. What a oh, surprise! Oh, I would have slipped it in there before what you a gave surprise. the news. Don't oh, you man. know who I am? Come on. You're misrepresenting me as uh, who I am. But uh, anyway, I am Gordon Monson. You don't I'm say Gordon Monson. <laughs> All right, let's that's get a, out. That's a joke. I'll have a column about uh, it later. Uh, no, Tyler Huntley. He he. After he got hurt, he wasn't performing at the level that he had been. Obviously, before that, and so I wondered about that. You know, and there was no update on his uh, leg injury. Kyle Whittingham after the game said he didn't have anything. He didn't have anything earlier today. So that is news, and uh, that's good news for the Utes. Obviously. Can't wait to hear about it on your podcast. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Do you, do you have in contention uh, envy? Is that what I'm, I'm reading here? For? Is that, you're jealous. Lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Do you feel like I'm cheating on you because I'm doing a podcast with PK? Making his weekly appearance on the show, former Cougar quarterback Tanner Mangum with us on the big show. Hi, Tanner. How are you this week? Oh, I'm good, guys. I'm sorry to interrupt the uh, the the, uh, the coral there, but good to hear from you, Tanner. Will you explain to Jake that I'm I'm not this egotistical, self-promoting <laughs> jerk that he makes so me you're, out to you're be? You're going to be make this interview about you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no comment. No comment. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. That hurts. Uh, Tanner, what a win. What a win for BYU over the weekend. Man, it seems like the program needed that in the worst way. Seriously, though. Uh, I, I think you couldn't have said it better than needed that one. And, and I was surprised, I'll be honest, that did not see that coming. I, I, don't, I don't know if a lot of people did. Uh, you know, if you're just objectively looking at it. Uh, it you know, I, I went on the radio station, the, the Boise, the Boise station before the game. And, and I, I talked about how, how solid Boise days looked all year and how inconsistent BYU's been. And, and, and I straight up said, I think Boise day's going to come in and, and take care of business. But I was surprised. And, and it, I think it all, uh, it, it caught Boise State off guard as well. I think they weren't expecting BYU to come out and play the way they did. But just like you said, uh, the program they needed that one, and I think that's going to be a big uh, momentum shifter for them moving forward for the rest of the year. So they BYU played more aggressively on defense and on offense. Where did that come from? Well, I think a lot of it had to do with you know I think a big piece that made a big difference on the, on the defensive side of the ball was having Diane back in the secondary. You know, Diane Gawilaku is one of the 
you know, if, if not their their best defender in, the, in their secondary. And he just does he does all the little things right. He's in the right positions. He's making it. He's, he's closing windows. He, he comes up and plays tough in the run game as well. And 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 I, I don't know. It was it was interesting to see the pressure that Boise State was sorry that BYU was creating against Boise State when we haven't really seen that in weeks past. You know, particularly last week against USF, that pressure wasn't there. But Saturday, it was they were getting to getting to the quarterback, and it, and I think it helped that it was Boise State's backup. He you know he got a little bit rattled. Uh, the interceptions that he threw, uh, you know, just forcing it into tight windows. And and I, it was great to see, but but again, it's just it's just so inconsistent. You just never know which team you're going to get. It's kind of become a tale of two teams. But the way that that BYU bounced back uh, from last week's loss to USF was huge. Just the, the energy that they played with, the big plays that they created on both sides of the ball. You could just tell they got a lot of momentum, and they kept it and they kept it going for the for the remainder of the game. It was it was huge. And for BYU to do that with a third-string quarterback in Baylor Romney, who went out there and played really well. Two touchdowns, 221 yards. I mean, what a performance for him. Oh, it was so cool. So cool to see him. I'm really proud of him. You know, he's, he's, he's soft-spoken. He's, he's humble. He's hardworking. And, and to see him go out and handle that situation the way he did was, was great to see. And, and that's, that's a hard situation to come in on. And, and then not only against a tough, a tough opponent, but dealing with some tough weather. You know, when you're playing in the cold and it's wet, that can make it difficult to, to, to throw. And, and it showed at times, especially on Boise State side of the ball, a lot of throws, a lot of inaccurate throws. You could just tell the cold and rain was kind of getting to him. But Baylor just was solid, and he and he just he looked calm the, the whole game. The, the moment wasn't too big for him. He stuck to his reads. He didn't look flustered. I think the most flustered I saw him was on the first play of the game. There was a miscommunication between Baylor and the running back and, and Sione Finau. They there was a miscommunication. One went one way. One went the other. But that was it. You know, other than that, he didn't have any any glaring mental mistakes. He took care of the ball. Was really efficient with it. And, uh, and 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 it did, did a great job. You know, just to, to come in and that on that type of situation to handle it the way he did was really you got to commend him for that. Tanner, you know what it's like to throw the ball to Matt Bushman. Why don't the Cougars give it to him more often? Oh man, I, I've been a proponent of that. I, I don't know if I've, I've spoken said that on the other shows, but you know, Bush, not Bush. You know, he, he's he's just one of the best tight ends in the country. He's smooth. He's he's getting stronger, uh, and and he's just, he's a great target to have. Unfortunately, I think um, it, it just hasn't been consistent. In, in other games, a lot of teams have, have really played him physical. They've really uh, you know gotten made gone out of their way to take him out of the passing game. But you know you saw it on Saturday with Boise State. You know, oftentimes he was lined up one on one with the corner outside, and Baylor was looking to go to him. And, uh, and then he was able to find some openings. And then, of course, the, the trick plays. You know, I, I loved how aggressive the offense was. They were taking shots. They, they weren't playing conservative. They were, they were playing up-tempo. And both of those, those touchdowns that he had came as a result of, of playing aggressive and then taking those surprise shots at the, at the perfect time. And, and it, was, it was awesome to see him get in the end zone, uh, you know, 101 yards, and you know, so now three years in a row, 
He's the leading receiver, uh, and, 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 but for good reason. He's a good player, and uh, I, I think they're going to need to keep going to him. You know, I, I think you'd be, you know, you'd be foolish not to keep looking for him and not to get him involved as much as you can. Tanner Mingham with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, I want to know what you think about a second bye week for BYU. And I, uh, Utah State had two bye weeks uh, this year, and I heard Gary Anderson on our airwaves, and he said he didn't like the second bye week. And that actually really surprised me because I would figure uh, that you could take advantage of that week off from rest and healing up. What do you think about two bye weeks in a year? No, I'm with him. I understand where he's coming from. Uh, I think – of course, there are some pros to it, just like you mentioned, with, with some gives you some time to heal from injuries and to recover. But as a team, you, you get in a rhythm and you get in a groove, and you just want to keep you want to go. And and another another bye week, especially so kind of close after we you know BYU just had another just had just like they just had one, and now they got to wait another week. I think they would rather take advantage of this momentum that they they've just acquired with this win over Boise State and, and to just take it right into this next week but now they got to wait a little bit and uh you know the, the season itself game to game week to week is a grind and and even with bye weeks you know bye weeks yes, it gives you some time to recover but you're still practicing you're still working you're still coming in every day watching film and and, and getting working out and lifting and and that the, the season is a grind and so just having an extra an extra bye week, you know, it's it's a, it's a, you know, it kind of adds to it, and I think they'd rather just just hit you know keep hit the ground running and uh, and continue this momentum the way they have it going now. So Tanner, you have the headset on, you're coaching the Cougars, and you're faced with a fourth and inches on your own what thirty three or thirty four yard line, the game in the balance. Uh, one, what did you think of that call? And if you had had the headset on, what call would you have made? That call took some guts. But coming from Kalani, it didn't surprise me. And, and especially the way they did it. You know, when, when, they, when I saw they were going for it, I was like, oh, man, what player are they going to call? But then when they saw that they land up in the scrum, I was like, of course. Of course it's the scrum. You know, Kalani loves it. Coach Lamb loves it. And, um, you know, man, it, it surprised me. And I think if I were in that position, I think I would have punted it away. <laughs> but that's, I guess that's why they're not paying me the big bucks to make those decisions. But uh, tons of respect for that call. Because being honest, I, in my opinion, I think if, if they don't get that, if they don't convert, man, I think that gives Boise State a lot of momentum. They'd already been picking it up on offense. I think they go down and score and, 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 and end the game. And so it was kind of a make or break, all or nothing thing. But you got to love the the confidence. You got to love the uh, the decision to go to go for it there, and it, man, it paid off and won them the game. So pretty pretty exciting situation. And it's just you know when you look at it, you watch the play, all twenty two guys piled up into one pile, just just fighting for their lives. It's, it's, that's cool to watch. And uh, fortunately for BYU, it went their way. I felt good for Austin Confenses. You know, guys play a bunch I agree. of different positions, and it was nice to see him have a real impact on the game. Uh, did he get a little shove from behind from some of his big uh, big linemen? Or something oh, yeah, it was there? for sure a team effort. You know, uh, um, <laughs> you know Zach Dahl was behind him. Uh, Dine was behind him. Kyrus was pushing. Uh, there's a lot of pushing there. But to, to Austin's credit, he fought. He kept his legs churning. He was not going to go down unless he got that first down and, and uh, that, that second effort really sealed it for him 
And I, you know, like you said, I'm proud of him as well. He's been through a lot. Uh, a little bit of an, un, an unsung hero. He's involved in a lot of special teams, and uh, but he, he's a hard worker. And so to, to see that, uh, to see him, you know, get that that uh, that game ceiling play for the team was was cool cool to watch for sure. Tanner, thank you very much as always. You're always a, a highlight of our week. We appreciate it. Hey, appreciate that. That's high praise. Thank you so hey, much, Tanner. That no comment. There's going to be hell to pay later for that. One. <laughs> Okay, I'll uh, I'll, I'll do it. (laughs) Thanks, Tanner. You got to do that, huh? What did I do? All I was doing was promoting that PK and I have a podcast. Uh, Nobody else promotes it. And so you brought up PK and all the things he did. And so I just brought it up, too. It wasn't about me. PK is is breaking news. He's he's helping us out on the show. He's helping the station out, getting the word out there. And by the way, I'm sure tomorrow morning you'll hear that interview from Tyler Huntley with DJ and PK. And it all circles back to Gordon. No, it doesn't. Immediately. No, you said. You said you gave his resume there, and so I was just adding there, too. It wasn't – I wouldn't say – if I had a podcast by myself, I wouldn't have said in the middle of that, hey, you know, I have a podcast, too, but PK has a podcast. And so I said, you know, PK and I do a podcast together. What's the matter with that? Uh Uh, Want to remind you, purchase a Ford Fans on All-You-Can-Eat ticket to an upcoming game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $37 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone All-You-Can-Eat tickets now. Jeez, you'd think I'd be some sort of egomaniac uh, or something. Well, you want to? We're talking about the Ford Fan Zone. You want to apply that to you in some way, shape, or form? <laughs> no, it's 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 the light you're casting on me, and I think most of our listeners know that I'm that you do that selfless. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> man, I got to change this if that's really the way people think, man. That's because it's not the way I think. Stay tuned. More big show next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. <laughs> Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We greatly appreciate it. We're going to uh, jump out and talk to PK coming up here momentarily, but we want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Air looking for skilled HVAC technicians, plumbers, and electri- electricians to join the Action Super Hero team. Paid training, health, dental benefits, and a 401k match. Call today and join the Action Plumbing Super Hero team, 801-833-3333. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, uh, the relevant member of the In Contention podcast, he is Patrick Kinahan with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hello, PK. Ooh, 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 ooh. There's a little contention on the, the show today. Just a little. I can feel though. it in the air. It's Normally, I, I'm a man that brings love, but I feel contention, and it's best <laughs> I leave that alone because a few things come to mind that would get me in trouble. PK, you've got some breaking news for us uh, in regards to Tyler Huntley. Yeah, Tyler Huntley spoke to him here about 20 minutes ago, and he was insistent. You know, he's a man of few words, so I have to reach into my bag of skills to get him to say stuff. 
and have to figure out ways to phrase the same question three different times and to try to get a little bit more out of him, and it's hard to do. Uh, it's like trying to get him to throw an incomplete pass these days. But, yeah, he's insistent that he's going to play. And I will say that looking at him after the game Saturday, he looked better than after the game against USC, and he didn't miss a game. So I believe him. I take him at his word. He was insistent, emphatic, that he's playing Saturday. Did you think in the in the second half after the injury that he he was compromised a little bit? Yeah, I could say so. And then I think that they knew at that point the only way they were going to lose that game is for the ASU defense to score because the ASU offense just wasn't up to task. Utah's defense was dominating. So I think you had a little bit of a lingering injury for sure, plus the fact why do anything? The only way you're going to lose this game is if you give them not one, but two defensive scores or a special team score because there was no way the offense was going to score twice and they would have needed to score twice. So I think the combination of those two things led to them and him being tentative, which ultimately is the right thing because it's all about winning the game. That's all they need. Between the interception and the fumbling, they, they tried to give them opportunities because it looked like. Yeah, they did, and I think that uh, they were fortunate that because uh, the fumble to Zach Moss was in the open field. Now it was about 70 yards. The kid would have had to have gone. But the touch, uh, the interception was close, if not in Utah territory, and it was a little opening in the sideline. So give Utah's offense credit for rallying to the ball carrier, who was the defensive guy, turned into the offensive guy, because those could have been, if not uh, scores, they could have gotten the ball down much closer to where they could have given it to Benjamin and he could have punched it in and then you have a different ball game there so they were fortunate and I like the aggressiveness of going to make the tackle but yeah the only way they're going to lose that game is if they gift wrapped it to the Sun Devils because the Sun Devils with so many freshmen just didn't have enough offense and Utah's with so many seniors was absolutely dominant the best defensive performance I've ever seen them play. Well, we've got you real quick here, PK. What did you think about Herm Edwards um, apologizing to Witt for some of the dirty play? Well, yeah. I I think it was about uh, the number of personal fouls, you know. I mean, you slant that dirty play. That's in the eye of the beholder. If you're an ASU fan and you listen to Herm Edwards today, and I happen to it, and we're going to play it tomorrow, he said they always catch the second guy. So you're coming from the Utah perspective, so you say dirty play. I mean, that's open to interpretation. If you're a Ute fan, you absolutely think it's dirty. If you're not, well, then you may have a a physical game there. And as as Herm said, they catch the second guy. So take that for what it's worth. So if you think it's dirty, well, I guess maybe uh, soccer is your game or something. Then what are you going to do there? A couple plays, but I think the Devils lost their composure. Uh, they It was their first time in a really big game, whereas Utah has been in several, and the Devils did not know how to react appropriately. So I appreciate that Herm thought that it was excessive, and he apologized. Although, as I say, he did say today, they always catch the second guy, and we'll have that for you tomorrow morning. We'll have that audio. PK, thank you uh, very much. We'll be listening in tomorrow morning, and of course to you and Gordon in your podcast, In Contention. We never never miss an episode. People have to have Jake Scott as a guest one time. Gordon, what do you say? We need to pacify that. As he's growing older, I think that his ego is growing commensurate to his age, too. Uh, yeah, Jake? Well, that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah obviously. Uh, I don't want to yeah. win. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, well, there it is. Uh, oh, you can come on anytime, Jake, anytime. Thank you, PK. He, hey. lear- he learned his arguing skills from you, PK. So he would fit right in. Uh, okay, I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks. Thank you. Patrick Kidan, Tyler Huntley says he will play this weekend. And he will, and that's good news for the Utes because, man, he's playing well. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show live from the Zions Bank Basketball Campus coming up next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrap it up a big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Big thanks to uh, the Jazz for hosting the show today down here at Zions Bank Basketball Campus. It's been a, it's been a great show, Gordon. It's been, it's been fun to be a part of this uh, announcement with Qualtrics. We had breaking jazz news with the Joe Ingles extension. We talked to Gail Miller, Steve Starks, Ryan Smith. I mean, it was, it's been a... Tanner Mangum, it's been an action-packed, star-studded show. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, that's what happens. I mean, after the weekend, and then you have this additional news on top of that, the Quinn Snyder extension, all kinds of stuff. And, and guess what? The Jazz opened their season on Wednesday night. Amazing, right? It's yeah. amazing it's here. I'm excited for it to be here. And all the local teams won over the weekend? I mean... Including RSL is moving on in the playoff? It was a, it was a very positive weekend around the state, and I I, uh, uh, I heard uh, Austin mention this on his show. Michigan and the Bears both lost, so that <laughs> you know, so that's nice. Okay, all right. How'd your Rams do? Uh, they won. Yeah, uh, well, who would never doubt? Is did you know that they won? Did you? Yeah, did you Sounded watch like the it game? Was I, news, thought you, Jake. I thought you were a big fan. What's happening with this this fan experiment that that was supposed to be so interesting for you is, is just well, okay. You want to know the truth? I had a big family uh, extravaganza yesterday mm. that I was a part of, mm. and so I was uh, preoccupied if with family. Only they things. had the DVR invented, and, and uh, if only. Or, or I'm a busy man. If you I don't a, have time to go back and check the DVR. You don't Come have on. time to pull out your phone to see if your team won. I, it was it was a big day. Mm. It was a big day. I don't know if you're a and good I fan. I spent man. most of it at my daughter's home. And uh, did you smash glad, your phone on the glad, way there or something? <laughs> this is about family. Throws it out you the didn't window. Realize. You you couldn't take a take a break from family just for a second to see if I mean you you this is what fans do Gordon we 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 live our lives but hey, you've got to be at a, a time I'm trying to get back into it all right I mean I've I've been hanging in there through the, the and I did get word that they won but you apparently just didn't, now though I, yeah I, just no, now no, no. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got I got a whisper yesterday. Just uh huh. You know. Was it an unreliable source because you didn't seem real convinced? Yeah. <laughs> real convincing that you knew what was happening there. But How right. about them Rams? Now uh four and three uh, uh, on the season. Underwhelming. Some people predicted this. They said that that because of their loss last year and their performance, the way that that the rest of the league would catch up with them and that they would struggle a little bit, and uh, but I still I still have great hope that they'll uh, they'll get their stuff together. Do you? Do you now? Those Niners though are undefeated still. Mm. They are. It's true. 
whooped up on Washington nine to nothing. What's the deal with Washington? They have the worst owner in sports. Yeah. Makes a difference. It certainly does. All right. Uh, big thanks to Austin, uh, executive producer of The Big Show. Fine work as usual. Gordo, I will see you tomorrow, my friend. Yes, you will. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners. We do appreciate the fact that you tune in. Because, Jake, uh, really, I wouldn't want to necessarily spend you know, all this time with you every single day if nobody was listening. Especially with all the insults you hurl at me, and now you're preaching at me about my uh, less than stellar fandom. Yep, just because I didn't know what happened with my team, and now you're insulting me. So turnabout's fair play. I love you, dog. Yeah, it's going to be uh, great being forced to see you tomorrow as well. <laughs> we'll talk Wise to you guys then. tomorrow on the big show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.